This is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. It beat like a locomotive up Broad Street. Sarge is going to turn, he'll get it off, and he rolls it in. The Sixers postgame show, right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. Honestly think that you might be able to make the case that tonight we saw the 76ers' most impressive win of the season. Remarkable. 104-102 over the Miami Heat. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Why so impressive tonight? Well, first of all, no all-star available. Joel Embiid did not play tonight. The Sixers fell behind by 24 points early on in the third quarter. And on top of all that, This team going up against a Miami squad that, like itself, is jockeying for positioning for postseason play. The Sixers came into tonight trailing the Milwaukee Bucks by just a few games for fourth. The Heat were right on their heels, just a half game behind. And by powering their way back in this one this evening, the Sixers create one and a half games worth of separation between themselves and the Heat great determination tremendous resiliency and so many guys stepping up with Embiid not out there Ben Simmons triple double excellent tonight and powerful down the stretch 18 points a dozen rebounds 10 assists to go along with four steals but let's get into guys like Dario Sharge with 19 points eight rebounds and fantastic on the glass J.J. Redick, Marco Bellinelli, Trevor Booker, Rashawn Holmes let's join Brett Brown right now in progress uh, a, a heck of a lot more enjoyable in, in team is the word you want to hear. It was a team effort, a complete team effort. I know he had a triple-double tonight, but what did you see from Ben on the defensive end in the second half in particular? Loose balls, deflections, uh, the ability to come up with stuff that you think is just not going to happen. All of a sudden, he just arrives with the ball. I was only reminded of his triple-double about three steps before I opened the door to come out here. And he just sort of, you know, quietly, in my eyes, quietly assumes statistics. You feel his presence, but not to the level when I look at the stat sheet, you say, really? Like, you know, is 18, 10, and 12? Those are massive numbers in a close game and and in in a game that we judge to be like a little bit of a mini playoff audition. We, they're hanging around us, we're hanging around them. And so it's an important game, and uh, in our eyes it was, and for Ben to produce those types of numbers in sort of just a very sort of deliberate way. Um, and for me not to come in immediately noticing it, I think it speaks in a crazy way positives about Ben Simmons. Brett, what does that say about the maturity of Ben? Have you ever seen a maturity of such magnitude someone so young and I guess he has tremendous poise. It's the word that I always, that always so easily comes out of my mouth when they say, what do you think of Ben Simmons? Because, as I've said so many times, you know, you take a college foreman, you make him an NBA point guard, and you kind of say, good luck, figure it out, lead a team in an unbelievable city. I mean, how about the crowd tonight? Just incredible. And this is our 11th win in a row here at home, and you feel every one of those voices and fans and He's able to navigate that landscape flawlessly. He's not phased at all. And, uh, you know, he handles himself with a tremendous amount of grace and poise for being so young and especially sort of being uh, responsible for what I think is the most difficult position in the NBA, uh, a point guard. Ben hit a 21-footer tonight. Kind of weird with the shot clock violation that it being called back. But, I mean... 
no matter how it goes in, does he see it go in and say, all right, maybe I can, you know, hit from here? Maybe. You know, he's had more pull-ups over the past few games and, and has made some. Um, may, maybe. You know, ultimately we all get that's going to have to be part of his game. Uh, if we're lucky to get in the playoffs, you know, like the regular season, as we keep talking about, is so different than the playoffs. To go beat somebody four times, you know, scouting reports, game, and then the next game, and then the next game, there are no tricks anymore. And weaknesses get exposed in a dramatic way incrementally. And so that part of Ben's game, we will continue to grow to the point you ask. He's got the poise and confidence to do it. He's not afraid of the moment. And that shot that you just said, you know, we, we got a little bit lucky, but uh, we'll, we'll take it. How do you explain more than doubling them in rebounds without Joel? I think if you looked at the tenacity of Trevor Booker, let's just go, you know, there. Then you can come over to... Uh, to Rashawn, I think Ben, you know, with his rebounding, we, we needed every one of them. The, the level of desperation that we needed to show to come back from that type of massive deficit, you just, like, were so um, attuned to, like, get finishing the play. I thought a defense was good, then we had to finish the play. I think that uh, that was, you look at the difference, you know, 60 to 29 is a, is a big number, and, and we needed every one of them. 76ers head coach Brett Brown talking about the massive rebound disparity in tonight's game. And you'd think, you know, with a team like Miami and its full complement, especially with Hassan Whiteside, that if anything would be inverted, given the Sixers didn't have Embiid tonight. Well, Ben Simmons with a dozen boards. Dario Saric was tremendous in the early going, giving the Sixers key offensive rebounds. Rashawn Holmes, Trevor Booker as well. Just a great, as Brett Brown said, a terrific team win to head into the All-Star game break as the Sixers defeat the Miami Heat 104-102. They trailed by as many as 24 points early on in the third quarter. This is the largest deficit overcome by the Sixers in a win since erasing a 24-point margin as well. Back in a November 2008 win over the Indiana Pacers, Sixers are now 30-25 and 25 on the year. It's their first time at 30 wins before the All-Star break since that memorable 2000-2001 season. Ben Simmons, a triple-double, a whole lot more Sixers stepped up as well. We'll discuss with Tom McGinnis coming up next. This is the post-game show on the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers in a very important Eastern Conference matchup with the Miami Heat tonight. A comeback win to remember for the Sixers, 104-102. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Tom McGinnis had the game call. Ben Simmons, triple-double. Marco Bellinelli, fantastic with 17 in his Sixers debut. Just uh, It was a team win, Tom. You can go down the list. Sharich, Redick. Uh, Booker, Holmes, really just very, very good. But before we get to Tom's comments, we will keep you, listening audience out there, in suspense. We've got some legal bills to pay in terms of a 10-second ID here on the Sixers Radio Network. Down the heat, 104 to 102. Yes, there was a lot to go around. Let's start with this, Tom. The Sixers, they were down by 24, 68 to 44 early in the third quarter. Snap off a string of 12 straight points. Everyone was involved in that, and that was kind of emblematic of how the Sixers got themselves back into this. Well, and that's the interesting thing. We'll get to that in a second. But when you trail by 24 and get a 12-0 run, it's still a double-digit deficit. And that was the thing. They came back with another surge. But I thought Trevor Booker was huge, and Bellinelli and J.J. stepped up. Dario in, in had a big uh, part of that. I believe he had six or eight in a row. 
and uh, Dario's been terrific. Simmons was fantastic throughout the game. And a point I made uh, in an earlier portion of our postgame, and that is Miami had more than half its point in the lane in the first half, 32 points. They had 62 points at halftime. They only had 10 points in the paint in the in the second half. And now you're forcing a team that played last night, a little bit uh, thick-legged, if you will, didn't have the jump that they had early in the game. And now you're forcing them into long shots, and that played right into the Sixers' hand. And how about Bellinelli and Redick? J.J. struggled from the field, but steps up and makes that huge shot down the stretch. And Marco Bellinelli was 17. It just shows you both those players, you know, the Redick shot, it's an old phrase. I don't know where it came from, but leaping leaner, that's exactly what Redick's shot was. And Bellinelli's got that shot as well. In other words, just enough to get it off, and they're accustomed to shooting difficult, well-contested shots, and it was a huge factor in the game. Bellinelli with 11 of his 17 points off the bench in the fourth and final quarter in which the Sixers shot 50% from the field. I mean, this was a game, time where from the outset, I mean, count the different levels that you wanted to feel or maybe don't want to refeel in Bede's absence. There were no real driving lanes for someone like Ben Simmons to get to. Redick, it was tough for him to shake free. The Sixers seemed out of sync, and more than anything, there was just kind of a lack of energy in the building. And to their credit, they found it. And, uh, you know, Sharich in the mix getting involved. And this is just the way they play. And I I don't know, would you say, would it be far-fetched? I kind of put out there on the old Twitter sphere. I kind of feel like this might be the most impressive win of the season, given the circumstances, who they didn't have, and some of the implications in the standings. Without question. It's certainly the most impressive, most recent great game because they've had a few. And uh, to your point about Joel, it's so true, you know, like, again, the Sixers started like four of nine from the field. Not bad, right in there. Bunch of lead changes early on, but then Miami takes off and outscores the Sixers 29-20. to 20. And, it again, the Sixers have played without Embiid, but not of late. And it almost seemed like they – and, again, they practiced at times without him, but it seems like there was an adjustment, and it was almost, as we said during the course of the call, like where is the offense going to come from? It was a real struggle, and then it was like they flipped the script and came out with energy and jump and getting those handoffs out top in terms of getting Redick and, and like I said, Bellinelli and Dario free. And, you know, like – and now they're going to come back rested and trying to pick off – or pick up where they left off, but most impressive, and the fact that it came against a Miami team that's right on their heels, that's going to be in this mix. There's basically nine spot, nine teams fighting for five spots, and the Sixers and Detroit and Miami and Washington, Milwaukee, they're all in that mix. They probably left out a team. But uh, so to gain a victory like this against a really good opponent in Miami is just huge and an exciting night. Brett Brown cited the crowd. Man, it was unbelievable. Great atmosphere here. There were, I saw a couple people leave early. And, you know, like the Sixers were flat. They don't, they don't have their star player. But that's dismissing the the fight, the spirit, the gumption, everything that this group is about. And they put that on display. And a great team victory here up and down the line with Rashawn and Booker. TJ didn't play as well as he did the other night, clearly. But he came in there with fight. He had a big jump shot over James Johnson. The blockouts, the steals, just an exciting victory and need to be here at the center. And very interesting to hear Brett Brown call a game like tonight something kind of like a mini playoff audition for the group. And, man, did they uh, stand up to the test. 104-102 Sixers over the Heat after trailing by as many as 24 points in the game. 
All right, Tom, here we are. The All-Star break is here. The Sixers have won 30 games. They haven't done that before the break since 2000-2001. And you just, from the Sixers' standpoint, got to hope that they find a way to keep this momentum going. Um, in terms of how they measure these things, still some vulnerable opponents, you would think, on paper, on the schedule, on the horizon. But as we've seen, you know, <laughs> this ain't going to be coming easy. Um, but the Sixers, they have positioned themselves well to get to where they want to go. I like that phrase, vulnerable opponents. We try to be – try to uh, – Game. Speak with diplomacy here on the post game, which show. is translated to say that games you should win. But and then your point is, but the Sixers have dropped some of those games. Right. See Brooklyn. See Chicago. See Phoenix. See Sac. So we know that. But they're playing well. And here's the thing, and this is so true in the NBA: when you're playing well, you can't wait to play again. There's a rhythm. There's a pep. There's a bounce. There's a, no, a knowledge that you're going to get it done. And the converse is true, and that is when things are going wrong. Then it's almost like teams find ways to lose. They they botch a turnover, they botch possessions, and and it goes the other way. Uh, but that's not how it's going right now. And the Sixers, they they have a confidence about themselves. They put in so much work. They they've really look at the the way the defense has improved throughout the season is going along. Now you add a, a new piece, and he's improved tonight. He's going to be a valuable asset in Marco Bellinelli. Uh, he was just awesome here tonight. So, no, it's going to be exciting. As Brett Brown said pregame, this is when the fun starts. This is the the motto, the marketing slogan is, this is why we play in the NBA. Well, here we go in the last two months with hopefully a playoff berth on the line. This is why they play. Enjoy about a week and change, Mr. McGinnis. Thank you, Brian. 104-102 Sixers knock off the Miami Heat. Great, important comeback win for the Sixers. We'll hear some of Tom's highlight calls with a very slanted focus on the second half and an exciting finish. Stay with us. It's the postgame show on the Sixers Radio Network. Sixers and the Heat bunched up in the Eastern Conference standings. Sixers trying to gain some separation and go 5-for-5 five five on this homestand heading into the All-Star game break. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Let's go through some of the highlights. We do have to take care of this in the form of chronology. So just because of that, we'll have to hit some stuff in the first and second quarters, neither of which were particularly memorable. But it was a good start for the Sixers tonight. And the Sixers with a shot by Redick. No good, but Booker puts it up and in. He salvages the opening quarter a little bit. Indeed, a little bit. A nice energy play from Trevor Booker, who would go on to have a very important role in tonight's game, 29-20, heat in front after 12 minutes of play. Another guy who would prove to be very helpful down the road, not just in terms of tangible contributions, but his style of competition, one Rashawn Holmes this midway through the second quarter. Simmons to Dario, three ball, oh, inside to Rashawn, and he jams it. You better get out of the way. Rashawn Holmes is going to dunk it. And a great play by Dario. That's good to great. Sixers still trailing by 13 at that juncture, but they would be down 62-39 at the half, their largest halftime deficit of the season, and it would balloon to 24 points early on in the third, 68-44. And then some things started to change. Dario Saric, very spirited. Here's Saric for three. How about that? The Sixers have rattled off now eight in a row. Eric Spolstra takes time. Sixers have cut it to 16. Got to start somewhere, right? And that was where, for the Sixers, a 12-0 run, but they would continue to get important contributions down the stretch of the third quarter. Ben Simmons started to come alive that much more, too. Now Dario wide open, left side, three ball, too hard, no. Rebound put back by Simmons. 
and that doesn't do that shot justice. He caught that miss with one hand and scored it while in midair. Well, and the bigger point was that that play captured one of the huge themes of tonight. Sixers, tenacious on the glass. I mean, if you watch guys like Simmons and Sharich uh, and Booker, it was like when a shot went up, they were just making a beeline to the basket, a put back there for Simmons. Sixers still had work to do after three quarters of play. On to the fourth we go, and that is when the recently acquired Marco Bellinelli started to make a big imprint on tonight's game. J.J. Redick back out to Marco Bellinelli, three ball in the air. It's good. Welcome to the new guy. Marco Bellinelli, he's got nine. It's a five-point game. 81-76 on the Sixers' next two scoring possessions. They would both end in Marco Bellinelli threes. That got the Sixers within four, 86-82. Heat still able to keep the Sixers at bay even after a flurry from Trevor Booker to trim the deficit to one. But the Sixers, courtesy of Ben Simmons, would take a 92-90 lead Ben Simmons would make it then 94-92 after the Heat tied it up. They would lock the score again at 94. J.J. Redick battling to get his shot throughout the game, and he got a big one to go down here. Nine to shoot. Back to J.J. Three ball right side, and a bucket is good. J.J. Redick, his 11th three-point attempt, but that's huge. Under four minutes to go, Simmons with the assist. He's got another triple-double. That made it 97-94, sixth triple-double of the season for Ben Simmons. Sixers looking for some insurance. Enter the new guy once again. Rashawn to the line, and Simmons gets the rebound. Redick to Marco Bellinelli on a drive. Bellinelli in the lane. Up and good! Marco Bellinelli! He can be loved in South Philly! The Sixers lead by six. Add a few more zip codes and territories and neighborhoods to territories of being beloved for Marco Bellinelli after tonight. That a big play. Sixers hit their free throws in the closing seconds, and they were able to stave off the Heat 104-102. Dwayne Wade did get a pretty good look from up top just as uh, game time was expiring, but it went off the mark no good, and the Sixers survived. Sixers shoot 42.5% from the field, 50% even in the second half. Heat 45.5% from the floor. Sixers 9 of 35 from the perimeter. Seven of those three-pointers coming in the second half, the Heat were 11 of 27. Sixers outscored by the Heat by four from the line, but so enormous for the Sixers in terms of their rebounds. 60 to 29 was the advantage on the boards. Sixers plus 20 on the offensive glass. This is a night when Joel Embiid didn't play and Hassan Whiteside did. So impressive. 19 turnovers for the Sixers. That did not help. Just 11 for the Heat. Sixers led by Dario Saric with 19 points, 5 of 12 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, 6 of 6 from the line. He also had 8 rebounds and 3 assists. Ben Simmons, 18 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, moving to third place all-time in terms of Rookie triple doubles. He trails Magic Johnson by one and Oscar Robertson by a considerable amount. But in modern NBA history, just historic stuff from Ben Simmons. 14 for J.J. Redick, who also had seven rebounds, five assists, and again, a big part of the Sixers' rebounding efforts. Got to go to the bench. Marco Bellinelli with 17, 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 5 from outside the arc, 9 points, 9 rebounds, 5 offensive boards for Trevor Booker. He got to ring the bell inside the postgame locker room 
room for the Sixers tonight. And Rashawn Holmes summoned into extra duty 28 minutes tonight with no Joel Embiid. He had 11 points and 9 rebounds for the Sixers. Six lead changes, four ties in a two-hour, 25-minute game. 76ers, another sellout crowd. This one, 20,000. 492, 28 games played at home for the Sixers before the All-Star game break. All were sellouts. Well done, Sixers fans. Brett Brown giving props to the crowd tonight. Should we scoreboard watch just a little bit in terms of some teams ahead of the 76ers or nearby them in the standings? Really only other one other game of note tonight, and uh, that was Detroit hosting Atlanta. Detroit won. Detroit is a game and a half out of eighth place in the East but they do gain some ground on Miami by virtue of the Sixers' win tonight. Sixers are now a game and a half in front of the Heat for seventh place. They trail Indiana by a game and a half and Milwaukee by a game and a half for fifth place, and they are two games behind Washington for fourth place in the East and uh, three and a half games out of third, which is held by Cleveland, but Cleveland looking good after the trade deadline. Devon Gibbons very patiently standing by. Dial up 610-632-0975 to get in touch with him. We've got to keep working on how to figure We've got to come up with some names for this post-game show for Devon Gibbons. We've got to give him some space in there and some uh, ownership of that spot if I can interject and get on the soapbox for a bit. Big thanks to the guys back at the studio holding things down technically. Alan Yates and... Tyler Zuli here on site, Marty Dickerson. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score. The Sixers in comeback fashion, erasing a 24-point deficit, beat the Heat 104-102. Have a great rest of your Wednesday night. A great rest of your All-Star break. We'll talk to you on Thursday the 22nd when the Sixers host the I beg your pardon. Visit the Chicago Bulls to get the final third of the season roll. Here's Devon right here on the Sixers Radio Network. Following the Sixers' win, Tom McGinnis had a chance to catch up with one of the players afterwards. Thank you, Trevor. Tom McGinnis, what a game here tonight. Your your effort, your hustle, part of that big comeback. Your thoughts as you pick up this win tonight. Yeah, man. We uh, you know we got down big early. Uh, we came in at halftime, gave ourselves a little pep talk. Uh, it came out of the second half, you know, and, and really took it to them. Boy, you're, uh, I was just saying, like, Guys at this stage, sometimes they have a, a, a foot on a chartered plane, but not you. Your, your foot was firmly on the backs of the heat. You just would not be denied. Oh, no, not at all. you got to take care of business first, and, you know, and then you can go have some fun. But I'm definitely ready for my vacation now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think Marco Bellinelli will help out at all? Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, man, he's going to help us a lot. Well, you guys deserve a great break. Congratulations. Great effort. Thanks for your time. Enjoy your break. Thank you. Trevor Booker out of Clemson University in the pride of South Carolina. 104-102, the Sixers beat Miami. Back with post-game coverage, including Brian Seltzer with his report and Brett Brown from outside the Sixers' joyous locker room here at the center. You're listening to the 76ers Radio Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer.